Welcome to the Refuge Project. The Refuge Project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place. I am your host. We are your host. I am Pastor David. We got um, what's your name? James. James is here. I am. We are. Yeah, we're we're all in it right here. This is the Refuge. This is the new Refuge Project. Me and you. This is it. This is it, man. Uh, I don't even know why you people still listen, but we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Um, Rick, you can uh, Refuge Project um, on Twitter. Reach out to us. Follow us. Do all those cool things. I did write some some new stats down. 32 countries now and mm. 38 states in the United States. Mm. Um, I like it. Yeah. And then we just hit some, just a few weeks ago, we hit 10,000 downloads. Wow. Um, so somebody's out there listening. I don't know who it is, That's but awesome. somebody finds... Uh, us entertaining somewhere. Uh, Rayanne hit me up. She said that uh, that somebody, nobody oh, yeah. uh, episode, yeah, she, she said that was the best bit yet. She was telling me about that too. I was just like, well, thank you. I had forgotten about it. That's my don't... real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a classic. It happened like a month ago. Yeah. Already moved on, forgot about it. She's like, oh my gosh, hey, I listened to that episode. Yeah, so people catch up. They, uh, they fall behind and they catch up and so... Yeah, speaking of ketchup, I had some good fries today. Oh, oh yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see you got your Burger King cup over there. Yeah. You're yeah. a Burger King guy? We're running a little bit late today. so No, I'm never a Burger King guy. It just seems like you so, got the cup right But there. it's the closest thing here. That's true. And uh, so I just ran over there real quick and, and got me a hamburger. So with some fries. But I normally hate Burger King. Did you hate it today? Um, I'm indifferent. Okay. Today wasn't terrible. I was hungry, so... It... See, that's how these businesses survive. They're just cheap enough and just not horrible enough. Like, nobody... Most people aren't like, oh, yeah, it was awesome. They're just like, yeah, it's fine. And... And cheap is relevant, right? Yeah, cheap is... That's a big deal. It's a big because factor. Because I went and got a... My kids, they like the chicken nuggets, right? Oh, my gosh. Well, the, the Burger King chicken nuggets... It's like ten for a dollar or something like that. Really, dollar fifty. McDonald's is almost eleven dollars for the ten piece meal. Yeah, but that kind of makes sense. Really? Why should the chicken be that if cheap? Burger King can do ten for a dollar. No, no, no. This—that's the thing. Burger King should not be able to do ten for a dollar. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. And the fact that they're out there selling ten nuggets at a time for like a dollar forty—they shouldn't call them chicken nuggets. They should just call them nuggets. That's a—that's a risk. Yeah. Like I'm all for a good deal, but that deal is so much. <laughs> I feel suspicious, and I don't trust it. Well, you know, McDonald's has actually come out and said that their stuff is real chicken now. Yeah. Because they went through the backlash of that pink goo stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've had their. Uh, I mean, I've had their nuggets, the the twenty piece meal or mm-hmm. whatever, and they're they're solid chicken nuggets. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, about eleven bucks for a meal. Is Jack, it eleven for the twenty? It was piece like meal? ten something. You're probably ordering it wrong. McDonald's one of those places you got to order it just right to get. Yeah, I the, just go the number or whatever. Yeah, no, that's the least efficient way to order at McDonald's. You got to order value menu stuff. Okay, yeah. like two values of this and one value of that. Yeah, I want the twenty piece box, not the meal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We're gonna have to get get together, and you're just gonna have to like show me. The I, way. Dude, I know, <laughs> I know all the deals. I know how to save money. You know that's uh that's the high that's a high school thing, right? It's like, yeah. The for high sure. schoolers know all the ways to get around in the fast food world. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah. Sure. Because they have a limited amount of money, and mm-hmm. they're hungry. That was all me. the time. That was me. High, late high school, college, college, that was college it. age too. I'm trying to spend like five bucks a meal. Yeah. How do I do it? And uh, how how is the college age in food service where do they come in and just like wait? Okay, let's just talk about this for a second. <laughs> okay. Because I got my own ideas, right? <laughs> how do you feel about college, you know, people that just want to hang out at tables? Oh, like at the fast food places? Yeah. No, no, not the fast food, like a, re- a restaurant, like, like mm-hmm. something you would work at. They come in and it's a bunch of college kids and they probably just want to hang out and have fun and yeah. then take up an hour and a half at a table. Yeah. Or some, you know, middle-aged white ladies, you know, they come oh, in man. and they've been shopping all day. Ladies and they wanna, night? Yeah, and they just come in. And they come in into Gringos, they get in the summer specials. Yeah. And yeah. a glass of water. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a tea if they're getting crazy. Uh-huh. 
and they just been you know, and you could have turned that table over three times. Oh, for sure. What, how, what like what's your feeling about that? Well, the thing is, they're not doing anything technically wrong, right? They, you know, you have every right to do that, do your thing. And I am in a different mind space than most of the servers there, because I'm not I'm not worried about nothing, man. If I uh, if I lose some money on one table, you know, I'll make it up at the next one. It's all good. Or if I have a bad shift, I'll have an amazing shift the next time. Like, I'm not worried about it. Right. But, uh, man, a lot of these ones, like these single moms that are out here working these tables and all that, mm. they got, you know, they're stressed out. Yeah. So every single every table. Every table is something that they have to pay up. It's, oh, it's a big deal. Every yeah. single thing. So if you come and do that to them, they're just, they're mad the whole time, super upset. And they're just thinking about how they don't have enough money to pay this bill and they got to pick up their kid after work. And you know, yeah, it's a problem for them. Cause my wife does it, uh-huh. you know, and not, you know, they have these girls day out, you know, and, uh, your aunt and her and some other ones that they went to college with. And then mm-hmm. they, they t- taught together for many years. And then now that they've kind of went off and had their own families and teaching yeah. at different schools now, but they'll get together three or four times a year. And, my wife will call me, hey, you know, we're going to go eat at such and such. And like two hours later, they're still there. Yeah. And I'm like, man, you better be leaving the, the, the server like a fat tip. Yeah, that's, you know, that's the thing. Three times as much as you would normally leave. If you're going to stay there for three times as long. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I know that they don't. I, I know that <laughs> like if you would normally leave them, I try to tip good. You know, I try not to go anywhere without a $10 tip minimum. Yeah. You know. If it's just me and my son, like the other day, me and my son, we went when uh, we got something to eat, and I left the guy ten dollars. I think it was like, you know, it was like nineteen bucks or whatever. So I'm just yeah. trying to make it worth their time for me to be sitting at their table. But if you're gonna sit there for two hours, you need to give them a fifty dollar tip. Yeah, you I mean, know? yeah, if you're gonna be there for that long, it's uh, I don't know. I'm I mean I'm with you, but I'm also I'm the guy I, I try not to complain about nothing. You yeah, know? I'm all because when I'm making good money there. Like I'm making good money and yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I try not to complain about it. You, you take, you get what you get, you know. But yeah, no, there's people that'll stay for hour, like half the shift. If if I'm oh. if I'm working a night shift and you come, you might come in at maybe if I'll be there like four thirty to close or something like that. And you'll get a table that comes in like five, waits for forty five minutes for the rest of their party to show up, and then they all hang out for another two hours after that. And so by the time they leave, it's like 7.30. So that was like your whole night of that table. So what time do y'all close? Nine o'clock. So what do you think about those 8.45ers? Oh, man. It's, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it depends He's on the like, night. Oh, man. <laughs> a lot of people, again, they get, a lot of people are like, I'm just kind of whatever. Because there's times when I'm like, man, let's go grab something to eat. I'm just like, man, if I was on the other side, I'd be like, oh, here they come, 8.45. <laughs> It, but within like 30 minutes or more of close, like I'll go do it. So like if they close at nine and it's like eight twenty five, like I'll still go in and yeah. whatever. I, I just won't stay till 10 o'clock, you know, but like right. in and out. if it's just me and Tara, we can go in and out. I'll be done by the time you close. Yeah. You serve me, you yeah. know, get it out. But uh, yeah, no, if it's like within 10, 15 minutes of them closing, I'm just like, I'll, I'll, I'll just go Fast somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fast food's a little different story. But it's still rough. Like if you if they close at ten and you show up at nine fifty five and you want to order, 10 yeah, because they're trying sandwich. to like clean up fryers and stuff like that, and you're yeah. just like making a mess again. Yeah, yeah. I guess, man. Just life. Any everybody else has got those things at, at their job. But the thing is, like it it doesn't matter what time. Like if they close at ten <coughs> and you're trying to come in at nine fifty five to order some burgers at the fast food place, like they would be just as mad as if you closed at nine. Like it doesn't really matter what time it is it's like they could close at 7 30 it'll be the it's the same it's the same thing it's, you know? but it's gonna be like the same mom that needs that tip that she's gonna complain about yeah you coming in late but she mm-hmm. needs the tip mm-hmm. so oh yeah. for sure oh yeah those people yeah those are the ones yeah, yeah, if yeah. you complain to me throughout the shift about like i'm not making any money i need all this money and then you also get mad about that kind of stuff like, yeah that's the ones i can't yeah. i don't put up with it i'll, I'll call you out hard <laughs> <laughs> like, oh you want the one oh, that's your table right there you need the extra tip i know I, I demand the table from them oh yeah i'll do stuff like that I say hey man you can't handle it let me take it you know and anyway I'll, I'll make you either shut up and take it or i'll just take it and then i'll make extra money and i won't have to listen to you complain like yeah I don't put up with it. 
Plus, I'm the guy there at this point who's been there for forever, so everybody just kind of listens to me. If you're like some 18 year old kid, this is your first job, whatever. Like, you're not going to argue with me <laughs> if I come up. If I if I call you out on something, they're like, "Oh, I'm oh, doing something yeah, wrong." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you got you got you have to have like those people in your life, no matter where you are, for sure, to call you out on your bull crap. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, then you end up like these little rich brat kids, and oh man, yeah, that's no fun. That is no fun. All right, well, we got a song for you today. You want to introduce this song? Uh, yeah, sure. This song's called Treason. It's by Gable Price and Friends. Um, he just put out another album um, like a week or so ago that I've been listening to. And, uh, well, we'll just play some of the song. We can talk about it in a second. Golden news, I've been there too. Breaking down like all your friends do. And it hurts so good till it gets too bad. You're flirting with another panic attack. the heart for the casual sake of the art it's a poke at the eyes so the tears can be wet by night and friends yeah. a um that's an interesting song because it kind of started off nice and like simple as far as uh the music and then it kind of built in mm-hmm. um i liked it it was a little bit more mainstream sounding than his previous project I don't, he's got a lot of pop production yeah in this, but it was so. really nice nice and clean and crisp he's got better lyrics than like you know most pop music though yeah oh for sure i, I really like these guys what w- there was another song that was um that i really liked off their last project and i'm pretty sure that we that we uh we played it here before um but i forgot what it was called uh anyways well, it might have been heretic heretic yes yeah, that's that was... the one that me and ben did at the Yes, that was, that was one of my favorite songs at the time when it came out. Was uh-huh. just I played that one over and over yeah, again. Was a it good was, one. was a really good song. And then y'all did a really uh, cool version yeah, of that song. Own little thing of yeah. it. People seem it seemed to go good. But that song though, I liked that one because I heard that last week when it came out, and uh, that whole idea that the song's lyrics are about was something I was thinking about at the time. So it was really because it just seems like a, these days there's so many people that whatever their thing is that they deal with, whatever their sin or just, like, obstacle that they have, it's like they just carry it around for, Mm. like, their whole life. Like, there's this... So there's another... um, There's another pop group that they put out an album, uh, like, a year ago or so, and I was listening to it, and it was, like... They've been making music for, like, 10 years or something, and their first albums, they put out a lot of the lyrics deal with, like, mental health struggles and... Uh, like suicidal stuff and all and, it, and a lot of people liked it because they were like oh it's so honest and uh 
And then this newer album is like 10 years later, and he's like still talking about the same stuff. And I was like, you're still dealing? You're st- like, you're still doing that? I was like, we can't like move on yet? It's been like a decade, man. Yeah. Because it's like when you first start talking about this stuff, everybody's like, oh, it's so brave, and yeah, yeah, it's so tough, you know, we're here for you. And then it's like, hey, it's been like 15 years. Yeah. You're still doing, living in the same spot? Well, when we, when we had our record label, that was one of the big things that like, um, we, I think we put put out four or five albums, right? Um, and the thing was, like, everybody was talking about, like, man, when I was on the streets, you know, God, mm. you know, he he saved me from this and this and this. And the next album, when you, they started working on it, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like, what's going on now? Yeah. You know, God delivered you from those things. That's the next guy up. That's mm-hmm. the the new rapper that got saved. That's his project, mm-hmm. not yours again. Yeah, you know, there's got to be some growth. Mm-hmm. Um, NF is one of those 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 Christian rappers that uh, super talented. I love all of his music, but he's still talking about all the same stuff that he's dealing with and he's been dealing with. Like, man, you're ten years in. Let's like like God hasn't like. Mm-hmm. Release you from a lot of that stuff yet? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I that was one of the big things that. I, so we used to have this um, monthly meeting with all the Christian rappers in um, in Houston. They used to come over there when I was youth pastor to the Sword, and we used to just kind of talk about like what was working. We was really trying to share the industry because we were kind of like uh, the the biggest, you know. Uh, Christian rappers in town and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And we were starting to tour outside of Houston a, a good bit and all that stuff. So we wanted to share all that stuff with them. Yeah. Like uh, what songs we sh- we would open up our books and what songs were selling the most and what kind of merch was selling the most. That, that way everybody could like learn, learn and get a he- you know, heads up from what we were doing. And um, that was the one thing I was preaching a lot. And like don't stay focused on like the, what worked. You know, everybody wants that, that, you know, you can hear it in hip hop right now. If one song sells a million, you can guarantee there's going to be five more that sound just like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and I think that's in music in general. Like people, um, they don't do it for, there's, there's two things. Like people do it for the, the, the money, mm-hmm. you know, because they want to make money. And then you have those other guys. I don't care what nobody, I'm, the music's about me and I want to do it and they don't never Say okay, I'm gonna do an album that has this music I like, but then they don't ever get to the place where they do a radio version or a radio song that could get your name out there to really help you move in that direction too. Yeah. Um, so they're either all about I'm doing music for me, or I'm gonna do only Drake stuff. You yeah. know, <laughs> Drake does everything for the radio. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, he's sold out to the industry. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, just. But this guy, he uh, he, uh, he has a different sound, but uh, I, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like any time that you get a, he probably got an album deal from somebody. Yeah. You know, somebody probably um, gave him some money, so he has now he has a responsibility. Yeah. You know, he has a responsibility to pay that back to uh, to somebody invest in the next album. Yeah. So he has to he has to make certain kind of music to certain sound a certain kind of way so they can play it on whatever station. And yeah, I mean, if you get deals, that's how it goes. But Yeah, then they start telling you what you have to do. Yeah, not fun. Unfortunately, yeah, because then it takes the creativity away. The reason you got there, now it's being stripped from you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's so much the case with him, but uh, yeah, his stuff, if you listen to the whole album, so it always, it sounds like, it sounds like him, yeah. you know. It's just uh, produced better. Yeah, he's got good production. Yeah. I like him. Shout out to uh, Salvador for recommending that album back whenever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think that's the first time we heard it when Salvador was talking about him. Yeah, he told us to listen to one of his other albums. So. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, let's jump right into Culture Corner. I think we're doing this a little backwards. Are we usually we Culture are, Corner? Yeah. And we then, uh, yeah, I got it backwards. Shaking it up. Yeah, keep you on your toes. Winter time. So Culture Corner today, I was... We was kind of scrambling around, to be honest, uh, about what we're going to talk about. Like, there's not enough news to talk about. Unless you want to talk about the Ukraine again. Yeah, all that stuff. The, um, the but terms. I said, hey, have you seen Katy Perry's I Freak Out? <laughs> and he was just like, no, nah, I haven't seen that. So we pulled up the video. And if you haven't seen Katy, 
Perry's Africa. She's standing there looking into the crowd and her like <clears throat> her computer shuts down. And uh her eye just like shuts, almost like she's a robot. It was weird. It was weird. And then she pushes her temple and then her eye opens back again and then it shuts again. So uh-huh. she was struggling to keep her eye open. And so we started digging around a little bit. And what did you find out? Well, I found some article that said it was like a party trick. She's, she's saying like, oh, yeah, it's just like something I do sometimes. Uh, it's just a party trick. Yeah, you know? just a, a party trick in the middle of her concert. But it doesn't, it's like, it's not even a good trick. <laughs> so it's just stupid. What do you, <laughs> no, it's not interesting. It's not, no, it's, it doesn't take some good skill. It's like, what are you talking about? No, so there's obviously, she's got some issues going on, right? I mean, it's, it would make more sense that she's got, you know, like, who was it, a Justin Bieber that had that thing where like half of his face right, shut right. down? That posy, something posy, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not saying she's got that, but it would make more sense if she had some kind of issue that was like, Kind of creeping, flaring up, or whatever. Yeah, I don't know why the people try to. I mean, I guess you know you don't want the whole world knowing about your medical issues or whatever. Yeah. But um, when you're that, especially popular, if you're trying to sell tickets to your yeah, show and all. You yeah, know. and I guess yeah, really. But at the same time, these are the same people that's made your career, so you probably need to be a little bit more honest with them than, oh, I can just do that as I want. I have a button on the side of my face <laughs> that makes my eye blink. I mean, it's. It's either she's got something, some issue, or it really is just some party trick, quote unquote. And then it's just like, why? That's so stupid. Why do it then? What are you doing? Yeah. And Who then, thinks that's cool? And then just a couple weeks after that happened, she's doing uh, I Kissed a Girl, the oh, yeah. song. The classic. The classic, you know. And then that's, and, and this is the thing that kind of makes everything interesting like she grew up singing in the church her dad's a pastor and then now she's kind of you know basically turned her whole life away from that industry or whatever Mm -hmm. and i'm not here judging her about all those things but she was singing this song and um she started like acting like she needed to throw up yeah and then kind of like not singing and then try to sing and then staggering around the stage and then she says master I'm not feeling well. Yeah. In the middle of her song. Mm-hmm. Um, so who's master? I don't know. Is that like a bodyguard's name? Or she's talking to like some <laughs> demonic type deal? I don't know, man. She's falling. It, it didn't look good. She's literally falling yeah, apart. Yeah, she is like falling over. And then yeah. right after that, she fell out and they carried her off the stage. Yeah. And then the... And then, like the music faded out, this like melody piano came in, and they and then they threw some dancers out on the yeah, stage. Yeah, all that made me feel like it was part of the show, but it didn't make sense to me because we weren't seeing before or after or anything. Yeah, maybe it was like part of the show. They would just like just had to send it out like early or something. I don't, yeah, I don't know. So yeah, but it was it quite was interesting. Weird. It was weird. And you have a lot of this stuff going on right now. And, you know, it's the whole, um, what do you believe about this stuff? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you have all these different, what do they call them? Um, oh, my gosh. Pop stars? My my brain is definitely shut off in the last two weeks. And I don't, I don't know why. I told Sandra, I was like, man, I don't know. Probably from you being sick. Maybe so. Because I'm like that, too, because I was um, sick all last week. You know, when they have all these stories about the president or whatever, what do you call those things? Tabloids. No, the, the that they're true or not true. Conspiracy? Conspiracy theorists. Oh. Golly. Um, Nailed it. You have all these conspiracy theorists about all these different things, but there wouldn't be so many of them if, like, so many of them wasn't true. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. But there is, like, a conspiracy about everything now. Oh, yeah. And when Sandra was first getting on the whole conspiracy theory thing, I was just like, you have to leave me alone with all this stuff. <laughs> I think like, it's funny that she's into it. Yeah, but it. the thing about it is, it's like she'll come back and she'll be like, see? Mm-hmm. See? It's not crazy. Yeah. And I'm just like, because she was telling me before the presidential election, mm-hmm. before all that stuff, before she's the, telling you the, what's really going the on. cheating and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, the year before that, she was just like, man, they're they're cheating, they're doing this and that. I'm just like, 
I, I said, come on. I said, you've proven me right a lot of times, but there's some some of this stuff you're telling me that just like, and then all this stuff comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if like she's just reading the good stuff. Who's her inside guy? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Maybe she to, maybe Sandy? she's too inside. You know, maybe I don't know what's going on, but like, but she's a learner though. Uh-huh. She's not gonna watch a YouTube like me. I'll watch yeah, a YouTube yeah. video and go, yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She'll read ten articles and then make an educated uh-huh. opinion. You know, and I think that's America. That's America. Like it's like me. Yeah, yeah. No, you're America. I'm America. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's not America. No, she's not America. I'm America. We'll watch some. You know, our favorite guy on YouTube make an opinion. Mm-hmm. Be like, oh yeah, that's what I believe. Yeah. You know, and smart people are reading multiple, like, you know, dictations of these mega paragraphs and all this stuff, and they were like, yeah, that'll make sense, but then they read enough and stuff ties in. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get it wrong sometimes, but at points, man, she's she's right more than she's wrong. I was watching that, uh, you seen that new Netflix show, that Ancient Apocalypse show? No, I haven't. I watched it. Is it good? It's pretty good, but... uh I, what I didn't like about it is that they present the whole thing, if you've ever watched any of those conspiracy shows, like just the way they produce it all and like the music in the background and it's, I, it, they produced it like that, like one of those kind of shows right. as if they were talking about aliens and like, they don't want you to know about this. And I didn't like that because it made it seem, because like everything that he was saying. It was overproduced. Yeah. Okay. So the whole premise of the, the thing is there's this dude. I forget the guy's name, but his whole thing is he believes that there was a, a, a civilization that had advanced technology, advanced, quote unquote, um, that was lost in the Ice Age around uh, like 10, 11,000 BC or something. Right. And so, this is the whole New Deal that a lot of people are throwing out there, how the the pyramids and things were built and we don't yeah. know and there's no it's impossible to build them the way that we've been taught all these yeah, years yeah. And so he's saying there was a whole civilization that was like before the ice age that had all this technology and then there was the uh the ice age that happened called the younger's dryers impact or something like that where there was a bunch of asteroids that hit the earth over the course of like 100 years or something like that and it like totally changed the earth's climate uh, and put us in a new ice age. And so anyway, his whole thing is like, he says there's a whole civilization that existed before then that got wiped out during this time. And so a lot of these things like the pyramids that are found all over the world and like Stonehenge and like all that kind of stuff, he's saying they were from this ancient civilization that got lost. And they're like, anyway, so that's like what the whole show is about is like that kind of stuff. And he makes a lot of good points and he brings up and he uses a lot, lots of like scientific uh, facts and stuff to prove his thesis on things and all, and That's so it's like li- the thesis. Yes, I was yeah, trying there you go. <laughs> but he uh, and it, like it all sleep. sounds good, but like the whole way it's presented is as if he's talking about like w- the aliens or something, and it or Bigfoot, and it's just like it makes the whole thing seem like cheesier and not. But this is the problem. It was like the the Hallmark movies. Oh yeah, everything's the same. They just they mm-hmm. pulled the wrong can out and put it on that show yeah. instead of the alien show <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> basically yeah it was good and interesting but yeah the whole time th- oh but like the whole time so he's like presenting his whole side of things and so i'm like sandra in the sense of like i want to hear the other side right so i can kind of pick apart like well why does this side say that is that legit and why does this side say that and so like the whole show it's like eight episodes and he's just like trash talking archaeologist the whole time just like mm. general archaeologist the archaeologists don't want you to know this they don't want to say this because then you know it's just like these general archaeologists but he never has an archaeologist on the show like you never get to hear the other side of like why they think it was this old instead of that old right and i think that's what was so good about uh what is a woman hmm. is he did it and he went and he tried to talk to all these different, mm-hmm. and and he wasn't like really no, you know he he didn't never push back. He just asked the question. Yeah, and I think that the way he did that was very um, helpful to, to really understand like where these people are coming from and how they're making their decisions. Yeah, I mean, the more you let people talk, the more it like exposes 
if they're legit or not yeah. about whatever they're talking about. And I think that's why people like Joe Rogan and them are, are, are has exploded so big is because he has a long form conversation and he's good at it, mm-hmm. which makes it very helpful. But just letting people talk. Yeah. You can tell if they're genuine or not. Yeah. Me and, me and Tara the, started the watching. crap is going to be over in the first oh, yeah, 20 yeah. minutes. You can, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Me and Tara started watching that I Am a Stalker show. I don't know if you've seen that one. The first three episodes. Okay, so you know, they just like, <laughs> it's actually pretty good, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost one of those things that I'm like, should I be telling anybody I'm watching this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like you'll have a. It's funny because you'll hear both sides of the story. So yeah. they'll tell, they'll have like the victim side of the story, and they'll have the person who's like in jail or whatever, and they'll tell their side of the story. And so <laughs> it's funny because like you'll hear the person in prison be all like, like I watched one, and the lady's like, yeah, I got in bed, and then he jumped on me, and he punched me in the face, and he was choking me, and the, the, the gave me a black eye, and uh, and then it like cuts to him, and he's like. Yeah, man. I mean, I I come home one day and uh, I like I don't hurt women. I uh, I told her when we started dating, if I ever lay a hand on you, you call the cops, you know. So it wasn't me because uh, I told her that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I she I come home one day, she's got a black eye. I don't know where she got the black eye from. And uh, you, uh, I mean, I, she probably gave it to herself. I wouldn't put it past her. <laughs> and no, no, no. And he's like, just like, and he's in prison. Like he's already been committed. Yeah, yeah. And I was, and you're just sitting there like, that's the story you're going with, like. It's just none of every word he says, you're like, that for sure this is false. For yeah. sure. Like, I I don't even need to see the evidence. Just, like, listening to you talk, you're like, for yeah. sure. I mean, she probably gave it to herself. I don't know. And what's crazy about that one is like, some of those people are still in love with them. Oh, yeah. The stalkers, mm-hmm. like the first episode, I think, was the, the biker dude or whatever, and he's still in love with that girl. It's crazy. Dude. And he was now he's out and he's visitation with his kid and stuff like that. And she still has to look at him all the time after everything that he did to her. It was just like <laughs> that's <laughs> tough stuff, man. That is tough craziness. All because she couldn't afford to have her lawyer, you know, defend mm-hmm. her. She was some some lawyer that they gave her, man. Yeah, I came in like four episodes in. Tara had already seen a few, and oh, then yeah. I watched so the rest missed, of them. So I've seen so the ones see the, you, you've yeah. seen. You've seen the ones I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Anyways, yeah, it's a pretty interesting. I don't one know why we were talking about yeah, that. I have no clue. <laughs> no, but it's it's right. Like when we got to have conversation. That's what it's about. It's about conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so speaking of conversation, we'll just get kind of right into what we're going to talk about. I don't know if we have a whole lot to say about this today. Um, but uh, hopefully we're still connected after my uh, computer went to sleep. Yeah, we'll but see. Andrew Tate is kind of like a, a person that is uh, kind of like out there in the social media. He's kind of controversial uh, in a way because the left hate him because they say that he is a male chauvinist woman uh, hater. Woman hater, but he. <laughs> on some of the things that he says, I don't see it. He's more of a traditionalist. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, the women's right people, they really, really don't like that at all. Would you see the video where he's, like, being uh, uh, accused of, like, hitting this chick? And it's, like, showing him hitting this girl. Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it looks bad, man. Does it? So when he first started coming up, at some point, they... Uh, his critics were like, look, you hate women. Like there's this video of you beating this girl. And, uh, and he, and then they, there's the video and it's like, he hits this girl in the face and all. And he like tells her to shut up and it looks really bad. Mm. And then he comes out and he's like, no, 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 look, we're like role playing. Y'all don't even know that's, and that's like the whole story is like, it's like some weird kinky thing that she's into. And then she comes out later. And, oh, I do this. She comes out later and like takes up and for like him. says that. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. I do remember and that. So, so I don't know. But if you do watch the video, it, it doesn't look good. It looks right. really bad. Yeah. But they both, that's what they both say afterwards. But he like hits her hard in the face and it's not looking good. So anyway, so that was like a big thing. Okay. So started the controversy. There, there's women out there like that though. It's true. There's women that like to be choked. And Here's the thing like with that. all that. Anytime people are like, well, you know, like, you know, whatever you're into. No, no, no. I'm like, no, no, no. Not whatever you're into. Like all those people that are into these crazy stuff, like they're all messed up. Yeah. Something's like they going all on. have some kind of trauma and all. Yes. It's not just like, well, let's just keep feeding this bad monster uh, yeah it's like why don't we like try to deal with the reason that they're 
having these issues. You're not supposed to need to be tied up and like, yeah. that's not the way it's supposed to and be. And it's all cool until it's not. Yeah. Right? And then you're in trouble because oh, yeah. it's not cool no more. And then you're in there choking her and punching her punching in the face yeah, and yeah. taking videos of it. It's like, what? What yeah. are we doing? Yeah. Yesterday was fine, but today she don't like it. And now you're going to prison. Oh, yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. That's that's tough. Um. Anyway, so he's being canceled off about every single platform now. He's down to Rumble. Yeah. Um, so Rumble's the place that everybody's going that's being canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, the social media, uh, you know, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, they are making Rumble relevant mm-hmm. because they're taking all these people that they're canceling and, and um, Rumble play, pays twice as much as YouTube does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now their deal is just having to get the eyeballs over there because I think yeah. a, lo- a lot of people are going to start uploading to both mm-hmm. and um once people get rumble as one of their um you know one of the things that they search every day you'll start seeing a lot of the conservative people go to rumble you know religiously um so that's where he's at now uh, but i guess about a year ago he was talking about he was really looking for his faith and uh so he, he confessed to be a christian mm-hmm. um and he gave all these reasons why all the basic reasons why but not too long ago, uh, he decided that he was going to convert to Muslim, mm-hmm. to Islam. And uh, let's just listen to him talk about this real quick, and uh, and then we'll, we'll talk about it. All people who've been following me for a while understand that I've been mm-hmm. very respectful of Islam for a long time. Yeah, sure. I was born in a Christian country. I was raised as a Christian, and I've always been very respectful of Islam. And it's become more and more obvious to me and, and more and more pertinent that Islam is the last religion mm. on the planet. Mm. When I talk about Islam, because I'm new to it, yeah. I, I, I'm a little bit careful, right? Because I'm new to it. I'm certainly not a scholar. There's so much I need to learn. I know I'm on a learning journey. I'm not here to sit here and, and talk scripture. I, I don't know those things yet. I'm here to learn. Yeah. But, and we're here at your assistance. Anyway, thank you, bro. Thank you. Honestly. Thank you. Yeah. But um, it's just for me, it feels like the last religion on earth. I feel like there's no other religion. People say to me, why did you convert? And I said, I don't really think, feel it as a conversion. I, it's almost like I knew God was real, and now I've become religious. And they say, well, you were religious before. I was like, religious before how? Christian? Mm. What does Christian mean? Like, who's not a Christian? You go to Christian nations, and everyone says they're a Christian. Look how they live their lives. Go yeah. into the average church. Is anyone actually fearful of God? Anybody? Mm-hmm. No. The girls were out on Saturday night drinking, and then mm-hmm. they turn up to church because their parents made them. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's no substance to the religion. And also... Islam very closely reflects my personal beliefs. I, through- all, right, all right. Islam reflects his personal beliefs. Mm. <clears throat> I think this is one of the issues today. We're going to get back to the, 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 the rest of that. But I think this is an issue today that we look for a religion that fits us yeah. instead of us fitting whatever thing that we believe in. Yeah. And that's why our our culture today is so messed up that we know that we're flawed. You know, it doesn't matter what religion you're in, it'll tell you that you're flawed. Yeah. If you're a Buddhist, you know, whatever it is, that we are the thing that doesn't live up to whatever the standards. The, the standard of that that the belief is. So what we try to do is we try to take our beliefs and our flaws and our, you know, uh, not living up to and find something that that fits into. Mm-hmm. And for him to say all those things about the Christian faith, and some of it's true, some of it, you have people in the church today that are they're there just because they grew up in a Christian nation and, and the, the Christian family and all this stuff. So it's like one of those things that we do do because we've always done. Mm-hmm. Um, but at some point, man, we have to, I was talking to my son about it. We have to hold a line and, and stand for something. Yeah. We can't just, um, go for whatever, whatever satisfies the flesh, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so when he said that, I was just like, hold on. Like, you're not in this for Islam. You're in this for yourself. Yeah. You know? And we, I mean, at what point do we we push back and say, "What is this really about?" You know, are you are you doing this for the views? Because um, he's one of the hottest dudes out there. Everybody knows who he is, and he's just a kickboxer. That's all he. I mean, he come yeah. from kickboxing. That's all he's done. Um, he's done very well to get his name out the way it is. 
But what are, what are we doing this? What are, what are we living a a life of faith, no matter what your faith is? What are we doing it for? Yeah, it is really sad though to hear him say all that stuff about the Christians and the church, because that is a lot of people's uh, perspective of Christianity, and and it that's like their accurate perception, right? And because uh, that's just all they see. Obviously, that's not everybody out there, but that is a that's a lot of churches, a lot of Christians. I mean, if I I remember, I mean, I just growing up, if I ever had a friend that said that they were Christian and went to church, it was like at least eighty percent of the time they were no different than the other kids. They yeah. just you know had some parents that took them to church every now and then, and that was always really sad to me. I, so I'd be like with the other Christian kids, quote unquote. But I would be like the only Christian out yeah. of the kids. You know what I mean? So it made you the only fish in the fishbowl even smaller. Yeah. Because you're supposed to fit in this group, but mm-hmm. you really don't when you're really trying to walk the walk out correctly. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's his pers- that's what he's describing is seeing that. And uh, it's sad that that's accurate in a lot of places. Yeah. Let's, let's continue to listen because even some of his, I think some of his ideas about Islam and the reason why he likes it are are flawed when you look at his life. My personal life, I've learned that if you don't have standards and you're not a strong person who's prepared to defend his ideas, you'll be crushed. And we look at most religions in the world today which are not prepared to defend their ideas. What's happened to them? They're just getting crushed. And now we have Christianity as an idea which has basically said, well, we can't set any firm rules because everyone will just quit. So instead, let's make it so easy to be a Christian that nobody has to put any effort in yeah. and then accept everybody no matter what. And hopefully we can keep the church doors open. <laughs> that's not that's not yeah. God to me, you know? Yeah. Okay. I feel this a little bit. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think a lot of times that um, that as, as a church, uh, like a, a worldly church, not ju- I'm not talking about our church, <clears throat> we do make decisions on the tithing plate, mm-hmm. you know, and I think we have to be very, very careful about that. Um, but as when we look at religion from, you know, uh, from Christ to Islam to all these different things is the difference between us and them is our whole, our whole faith is based in love. Yeah. So we're not going to go out there and hit you over the head and blow up your buildings and different things like that. We're going to love you and we're going to make it easy for you to come into our buildings. If you're not, if you're not a Muslim, you can't even go in their church. Yeah. True. So his view of it is a little bit different because I think that he didn't give Christianity the, the chance that he's saying that he gave it. Right, because if he did, he would understand that it's more uh, based around love and compassion and second chances and all those different things than um, strapping bombs to your chest and like if you don't believe in me, then we're out to kill the whole Christian faith. Mm-hmm. So I think that you know the things that he's saying right here are kind of flawed because he's not looking at it from a faith base; he's looking at it from where it fits his social life. To be fair to uh, say his side of it, he was pro. As far as like him giving Christianity a go, he was probably doing what he was told by whatever church officials he talked to and whatever other Christians he knew. Like he was probably doing exactly, you know, what if he would say, "Is it okay if I do this there?" And he was probably looking at their lives and saying, "Well, they do this, so it's okay." Like he was probably following the examples that he had yeah. set before him, and then unfortunately, people like him, <laughs> celebrities, and different things, they get a little bit longer leash because they are bringing things. Um, you know, like you've seen these these high profile churches with Justin Bieber and the different things mm-hmm. in there. Like they're not they're not being held to the same accountabilities as maybe somebody that's coming up from the bottom of the church and is working his way up. Yeah. Um, because they do bring more of a high profile thing to the church or they're maybe they're giving us more than others. So you don't want to, um, and we deal with that, you know, we deal with that in, in, in their everyday church. If you have a doctor in your church, you don't want to make him mad because he gives more than everybody else, Mm -hmm. you know? So you try to, you know, stay, 
biblically sound, but at the same time not upset your big givers. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the, there's, those are the ones that... Keep the lights keep, on. Yeah, keep the lights on. So uh, very interesting, very interesting. And, and I'm, I'm not sitting here, I'm not... I'm not I'm not, uh, I don't want to like just take his words and just destroy them, but I think a lot of people watch him and follow him, and we have to be very careful when people that we we uh, listen to on a weekly basis, if you know you go to their podcast every week and listen to what they have to say, um, it's not always what they're saying. Um, there's like a deeper meaning behind it, right? Yeah. So uh, he... And then also, like, us, I mean, I'm sure that we've said stuff on here, and if we go back and listen to it, we're like, oh, man, I probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah, for sure. The, the more you talk, the more you're going to say something wrong. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't, I don't want to beat him over the head. God to me is something to be feared. Yeah. God to me is something, someone that people are afraid to mock. Yeah. God to me is someone that you have to go out of your way to prove something to. God to me has red lines. Yeah. Like, God to me represents the islamic faith the christian god to me i don't see god i I can't explain i don't see anything there so to me it was it was the only logical choice in the end and this is why perhaps i I found god the way i did because Mm. i understood all these things Mm. first and then i saw the quran and it confirmed so many things for me you know Mm. like i've even the conversations i've been having so far so many things have been confirmed and it's amazing the knowledge that's inside of it which is so applicable today for 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 a old book right you know it's supposed to be old but it seems so so timeless but it's truly amazing. But you're you're totally right. And and the baseline morality, I don't think most people understand that when they're doing this under the guise of tolerance, when they're saying be so tolerant that you no longer believe in right from wrong, they're not doing that to make society a better place. They're doing that to empty your brain so that you have no resistance to the slave mind programming. They want to yeah. get you to a point where if they tell you the sky is green, yeah. you look at with your own eyes yeah. and you see blue, but no, the sky is green. That's That's Islam. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in us, we're going to kill you. Yeah. So he's saying that I'm converting to something that I don't like. You know, he's converting to something that if if you don't have the same idea as me, then you shouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Under, and then this this guy right here, I wish I remembered his name, but but the guy that he's talking to, he he's he's a piece. Oh yeah, yeah. He he he's one of those people that if 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 he doesn't like what you say, that he's going to attack your Facebook page and mm-hmm. uh, make up fake Patreon and try to get you disbanded from whatever platform and all those things. Okay. So here you here you got you know Andrew Tate, who's somebody that's been deplatformed from all the things, mm. and saying. We should have free speech, yeah. but then going to a faith that says, if you don't believe like us and and sound like us and look like us and all those things, then we're going to do everything we can to destroy you. Mm. I think we're talking about both sides of our mouth here. Yeah. You know? Well, he did say, you know, he doesn't really know all about the faith. He just, he just, uh, he said he just converted, you know, so I'm sure he's not as aware of, uh, all the things that Islam believes as he's kind of making out. But, I mean, he said it at the beginning of the video. That, right. Like, he's new. I don't really know. But Islam is big enough, and he's a smart dude. Yeah. For you to know some of these tragic things that the Islam, Islamic community have done. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Their hate speech, um, them wanting America to die, um, America being the Christian. Yeah faith of america um so yeah i just it's just one of those things like if i don't know a whole lot about islam Mm -hmm. but i know these things and then if he he's got i mean we all know the same thing about islam in in, in america maybe it's maybe we're wrong about what we believe yeah maybe they're not out to kill us but when you read the quran i mean it's pretty much in there that says that christian people need to die yeah. So, I don't know. I, I I have a. It's hard when we talk about uh, talk outside of both sides of our mouth, um, and I know that he's put him being put in the spot right here where he's got probably his new mentor in the room, mm-hmm. um, and and he's talking about these things. But this is the, this is the reason why he said a while ago that 
Christian people don't know how to defend their faith, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And and to somewhat, he's it's true. Like we 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 have not done a good job educating um, my generation. Mm-hmm. So before my generation, um, there was discipleship, and it was a strong discipleship program. And my father, my father's generation, my aunts and uncles, and and mom and all those, they went through like a hard discipleship program. And even my dad, I'm, 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 I'm amazed how much my dad knows about the Bible and didn't go to church most of his life. Mm. Um, it's because it was ingrained into the culture um, when they were growing up. Like America was truly a Christian nation then, mm. right? Um, so... It was embedded in everything that, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, the the way America was set up. It was set up on the Christian foundation and all those things. Well, it were really like it focused in on America and, and Christ in America. It, there was something special about being part of the the being a deacon at the local church. You know, that was a special thing uh, in generations before mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the generations from mine, um, the moms went to work, right? The feminine movement began. A lot of the mothers went to work. Uh, a lot of the fathers are not in the families. So there's a, there's a gap there and what falls off? Like always tell, always tell, uh, people like, um, they were like, oh man, I really want to do a Bible study. Um, but I don't have time. Mm. And I always tell them, like, man, start the Bible study because something else less important will fall off. Yeah. You know? And that's so that's what happened in my generation. Like, parents went to work. Moms went to work. Dad's at work. Maybe dad's not around. So what falls off? Mm. It's not paying the bills because you got to have money. You have to have you yeah. got work. You know, It's going to church on Sundays because you're exhausted because you work six days a week. It's yeah. not going to... Bible study on Wednesday because it's not as important. So Mm -hmm. the things in our life that we deem less important begin to fall off. And I think that's where we find um, America now is that something, a battle that we're facing that we're, that we can't see is the easiest thing that falls off first. Mm. Right. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I don't even know how I got on all that, but uh, but I just think it, it, it's we have to be careful when when we when we say certain things that we we stand up but we live behind it, you know, mm-hmm. and not and not. This, this is my thing. Like the Bible talks about being the wind blowing us from here to there, right? Not having stable roots and foundations. And I think that if once you get the more worldly experienced you are like traveling to different countries and different states and seeing more than what's just in your neighborhood, the more experiences that you have, the, all those different things, the more your mind's opened up to different ideas um, is really when you find out how dedicated to the things that are important to you. Yeah. Right. Because you can go to Europe and you can like, well, it's no big deal for a woman to be at the beach with, with no top on. Right. And then you bring that idea back to America. And then so you begin to water down something that's supposed to be holy and and stand for something. And then you bring ideas in. That was like the biggest thing for um, Florida and Texas in this new election. Right. Was everybody was worried about all the Californians moving to Texas and and Florida. Now, how are we going to vote? Right. Are you moving here and bringing your ideas or and, and and we found out that um they were ready for a change you know so and i think that's where andrew tate is he's he's very um he's living in dubai now mm. you know so that's a huge you know muslim uh territory yeah um so i think that the more that he explores the world and the more that he has people around him um especially in dubai like He's the, you know, he's super rich, um, but not in Dubai. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. other people that he aspires to be in Dubai. Mm-hmm. So does that have a 
Um, does that have a pull on what he believes when he's in the room with, you know, Muslims that he could be doing business with? Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't Maybe. think about that to right now. I mean, that might have a huge impact. And, and I think that, you know, speaking when we're here in America, um, do we, are we chameleons? Mm. Do we change depending on who's in the room? Yeah. You know, d- depending on uh, what we need. My dad always told me when I was a, a youngster that build relationships, build relationships with people that that um, that you're going to need, mm. you know, in life. And uh, I've always took, you know, pride in that. People always come to me and be like, hey, I know you got to hook up for this. Yeah. You know, you know, guy. You know I always know a guy. <clears throat> and I got 2,000 contacts in my phone because I, does. I I just I meet people and then save like, mm-hmm. you know, build that relationship. And Von Juan was, you know, he was, uh, this, he's the same way. Uh, he spends hours a week just calling people and checking on them and having those relationships with them. And uh, you just never know. Um, but what's important is not just to have the relationship, but be able to stand on who you are in those relationships, no matter who they are. Yeah. You know? Um, but I think a lot of times America, we, um, we change, you know, it was just like, uh, uh, what is a woman? He asked this girl, um, so what about reality? He was talking to her about reality. She goes, he goes, so if I decide that you don't exist in my reality, do you exist? And she was like, no, I don't exist. Mm -hmm. Just like, what do you mean? Like you exist, like you can't change what reality is. Like if you're here, then you are really here. Yeah. Um, not because I feel certain ways. So now you can't exist anymore, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so maybe that was some of the things that he's going through because, uh, Dubai is big business. That's true. Big business. So let, let, let's finish out and see what he says. What they want so that you have to have nothing in your brain that can prevent that. If you have God, if you have no, I believe this is Good right point. and wrong. Yeah. If yeah. you have personal responsibility, if you have self-accountability, mm-hmm. if you're a person who sticks up for what he believes, all that's bad to them. They want all of that gone yeah. so they can tell you the sky is green. Some people recognize when I convert to Islam that there was a time I was an atheist. There was a time when I was atheistic. Mm. And the reason I am now so absolutely certain that God is real is because yeah. I've seen evil. I've seen shaitan. I've seen it. When you see enough evil, you realize that there must be an equal and opposite force. And there are people out there in the world today doing the work of the devil, genuine demons, who are trying to destroy the baseline morality that's inside of all of us. We're all born with some kind of morality, and they're trying to destroy it. And that's exactly the Islamic understanding, that we believe that you're born with something called fitrah. One, one guy I was talking to since my conversion says, it's interesting that somebody with everything, all the Western world, yeah, everything, yeah. everything somebody w- could want exactly. has now converted. And I said, yeah, because even before my conversion, I understood that hedonism is a black hole mm. and you can never fill it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to be able to have enough girls to be happy with girls. You're never going to be able to have enough money to be happy with money. You're never yeah, going to yeah. be, be able to you know, drink enough to be happy with drinking. Like It's a black hole, and you can pour endless things down it, but you'll never fill it up, and you need to have some degree of self-restraint. And I've always been a very disciplined person. I've never made mistakes. But certainly, yeah, the higher power is, is, is going to give you more satisfaction in your heart than endless, I, endless insanity. So if you didn't know he was Muslim... In that that you know, a few seconds there, you would think he was Christian. Yep. You know the endless hole we talk about, mm-hmm. never being fulfilled by what the world has to offer, mm-hmm. all those things. Um, and then he also said said something that was very interesting that he was once atheist. Like I feel like this dude is searching for something. Oh yeah. Right. There's something there in his life that he hasn't fulfilled, and he's going to just continue to rotate through things. Uh, in his life until he finds out what what he feels is real, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I think that when you look at America, that's exactly what America's doing right now. We're just rotating through women. We're ro- rotating through um, Noah, my son. He's just like one game after another. He'll play a game, you know, he'll want to buy it. I'm not, I don't buy his games because, like, you know, it's these app games. You know, they're like six mm-hmm. bucks or two bucks or whatever, and then he'll play them for 30 minutes and he's ready to move on. Yep. Oh, let me buy this other game. Let me, and I'm, you know, before the weekend's over, I done my $37 in games, you mm-hmm. know, just because he can't stay focused. And I'm like, beat that game and I'll buy you another one. Yeah. You know? Um, but we just constantly, um, like, enamored by the moment. Mm. 
got shorted, shorted attention span. Yeah, we we can't see something like uh, you wasn't a real big gamer, but have you ever beat a game before? Oh, I was when I was a kid. When yeah. you was a kid, like that was a thing. Oh yeah, like you're gonna play that game every day after school until you beat until you like Donkey Kong come tumbling mm-hmm. down the whole thing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, and now it's not that way. They now games don't you can't even beat them. No, they just add another. They got to keep you playing. Yeah, they got to keep you going, and then they add another platform or whatever it is to it, and then they release a new, uh, uh, release a, new map. a map or something mm-hmm. of it. So there is nothing that that ever satisfies you of finishing anything. Mm. Never done. They're never done, and I think that's. Um, and then when you, and then the opposite side of that on competitive stuff, baseball, football, everybody wins. Mm. So there's never that satisfaction of being on top. There's never a finishing something and, and what it feels like to be number one. I think that's important in life. I mean, I think that it's, there's something that, that's important of you being able to work your tail off and to finish something and be on the top. Mm. You know, it's, it's the whole capitalism and, and, and everybody, you know, uh, they want to get rid of that because everybody should be the same. Mm. You know, we should make the same amount of money and we should we should all be equal in, in everything that we do. And I'm and I'm I'm down with us being equal as people. Mm-hmm. Black, white, whatever, we all should be the same as people. But I should work my tail off as as much as I can to do one thing and be successful and then have to give half of that to somebody else because they didn't want to put the same effort in. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know how you got there off of that video, but I don't either. I like it. Though. I'm just ranting. <laughs> I like it though. So my takeaway from that video is most of the criticisms he had about Christianity, I thought were valid. And that made, that makes me sad when he talks about, you know, most of the people in the church, they just say they're a Christian. They don't even go. And then when they do go, it's, you know, it, it's meaningless. And they, that, that all makes me sad. Yeah. Most of, most of the Christians, right? Yeah. But that just tells me that he didn't get it. He didn't get plugged into a church. That's true too. Yeah. Right. Because most of my friends are from church uh-huh. and they are real Christians. Yeah. You know, people that pay tithes that are involved in ministry that, um, you know, that are going to show up when they say they're going to show up, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but there's not a lot of them. There's not a lot. What time do you get to church on Sunday morning? Uh, 7.45. Okay, any time in the sevens is early on, on yeah. a Sunday morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's not very many people that are going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that just shows me that he didn't get, he didn't get either the church that he tried um, wasn't willing to push him. Mm-hmm. And then there's we talked about that earlier about him being a celebrity and different things like that, or it was a bad church, mm-hmm. you know. It was just a, I mean, there's there's rotten churches out there, yeah. And I'm sure there's rotten Islamic churches out there for sure, yeah. You know, um, and any time that we look, the whole reason that I quit church for ten, twelve years was because I got my eye off of God and put it on people, yeah. And people will fail you every single time. I think a lot of people that are coming to church because they're going through whatever they're going through, they're looking at the people in the church as like their answer to whatever their problem is. And like you said, yeah, they're gonna you're gonna get let down. A yeah, lot well, that, that's the thing. Like so many people look at Pastor Anufo, the crooks. They look at Pastor Anufo as you know the guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he does a great job. But at the end of the day, that he's going to have a bad day. Yeah. You know, he's going to have some family issues and he's going to, Pastor Mark, like as much as he tries not to fill in about it, he's going to have a bad day. He, he just went through his, his father dying, right? Mm-hmm. He might not have been as friendly at the door. Yeah. And he's not going to say hi the way you think he should say hi. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be rushing to the restroom and he don't stop and shake your hand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then because you have him on the, on a platform higher than Jesus, then you're going to go, oh, that's that Jesus, that's who you are? Because that's the statement that I made. Mm-hmm. I told God, I said, if that's the God that you are, I don't got time for that. Right. But that wasn't God. 
the guy I was talking about was a, a man that made a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And that bad decision from that man put my life on a spiral because not his fault, because he was going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. My fault. Uh, and I'm not giving people a way out to to go and fail other people. But at yeah. the same time, you know, we have to we have to keep our eye, like they say, our eye on the prize. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't know. That's my rant for the for the time. And and I don't want this to be an Andrew Tate thing. I want this to be a, like a a worldly view thing, mm. um, because what a lot of us think about the same things. Like you said, there are a lot of value, uh, valuable points that they they have about the way Christ, Christians think and move and react to certain things. Um, well, the whole reason of where uh, where America is right now with abortion and God not in 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 schools and all that is because Christians didn't do what they were supposed to do. Sure, my generation, my generation didn't stand up. My parents' generation didn't stand up and say, "No, this is what we're going to do." They were all about making everybody feel okay and trying to make everybody inclusive and all of those things. And when we tried to include everybody. Um, we're not living up to what the Bible says because the Bible says that my word, my word will offend. Mm-hmm. And if if God's word is not offending somebody around you, then you're not giving it right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying go over there and hit people on the head, but truth is truth. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, Sandra will tell me something sometimes, and I'm just like, I want to fight back, and then I'm just like, oh. She's got a point. She's got a point, you know? Uh, and then I have to sit back and go, you know, you're right. Um, but it didn't feel good to say that because I I wanted to be right, you know? Um, and that's the same way with God's word. You know, you know sometimes it don't feel it don't feel good for him to be, okay, God, this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. Even when it doesn't feel right, even when it's hard to write that child check, or even when it's um because I, I used to be the same way. Hey, you want to go to such and such, and such you know, the, the local beer play, uh, you know, bar after work when I was at this other job. And I'm just like, nah, you know, that's not something I do. I'm, you know, I'm a crit. And then I, you know, of course, you know, typical preacher, I'm just trying yeah. to insert. This is where uh-huh. I, you know, this is where I, I do my thing, uh-huh. you know. And they were like, well, such and such a Christian, he goes. Mm. And you're like, ah, you know. So then we're having to defend our faith. From his from his uh, life mm-hmm. points of view, instead mm-hmm. of the Bible, yeah. you know, and it makes it tough. Yeah, it makes it tough. Anyways, that's all I got today. I think we're good. I think we're good. I think so. Y'all go go back and listen to it. Definitely don't be like hating on this dude or anything like that because he, he seems like he's out on a, a search for truth in his own life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's if he's already jumping around from God's not real to Christianity to Islam, who who knows what'll be next week? Um, but just maybe you can get something out of it. Maybe you can get something out of it where it impacts your life or it really makes you think. Like, man, we just need to quit, you know, uh, Christian hopping and and just really get in, in into a church where we can, you know, make a difference and uh, make a difference in the in in our world today. So, yeah. all right, well. We love you. This is the Refuge Project.